You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So I want to start this morning by asking all of you a very simple question. Do you feel like life has cheated you? Do you feel like life has cheated you? If you do, I want to encourage you to focus upon the Lord Jesus Christ. The truth is, many people in 2020 have lost their song. They lost their song. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't lose your song. Many people could have lost their song, but they made a decision to remain faithful. To remain faithful. Many people that were serving Jesus started to question Christ. Many have remained faithful and they've been holding on to Christ. Listen to what the Passion Translation says, James chapter 5, verse 11. We honor them as our heroes because they remained faithful even while enduring great sufferings. And you've heard of all that Job went through. And we can now see that the Lord ultimately treated him with wonderful kindness Revealing how tender-hearted he really is. Job is a story that encourages us so much. The Bible teaches us that even though Job's wife encouraged him just to curse God and to die, he never sinned with his mouth. He never ever said something wrong about God. He maintained the position that God was good in every season at all time. But the truth is there was a time when Job did face some challenges. Not outwardly what we could see, but in his heart there were some things that he was going through. Because the Bible teaches us that Job was a righteous man. Job did what was right. Even in his difficulty, he did what was right. Maybe in this, even this season, this COVID season, you've been doing what is right, but you've been experiencing what is wrong. Maybe with relationships and friendships, you've been doing the righteous thing, but people have been acting towards you in unrighteousness. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people here. You're trying to do the right thing, but the more you try and do the right thing, it's like people are doing wrong towards you. Well, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Job, chapter 36, verse 16. Job battled with the same thing. Verse 16. Indeed, he would have brought you out of dire distress into a broad place where there is no restraint, and what is set on your table would be full of riches. But you are filled with judgment do the wicked judgment and justice take hold of you? Can you see what happened here? He's doing the right thing. He's not saying anything wrong about God. But he's looking at those, the wicked, that are doing wrong things. And he's judging them. Bringing judged, Lord, bring judgment and justice upon them. Outwardly, he's doing the right thing. And sometimes outwardly we have to keep our solid front. Don't go and sin with your mouth. But there became a time when Job's heart became a battle for him. 
when he looked at all the wrong, started judging the wrong. Am I talking to the right people here? When you see things around you and you say, that's wrong, that's wicked. He said, but because you are doing that, it's hindering you. Family, even when people behave wrongly towards us, the way that we respond can be wrong. He started focusing more on the wicked and what they were doing wrong instead of focusing on Jesus. Anybody can criticize a situation, but right now we need people that can show a more excellent way. Sometimes we focus so much upon what we've been saved from instead of focusing what we've been saved into. Hebrews 12 says, fix your eyes upon Jesus. Fix your eyes upon Jesus. We can sometimes so much focus on what's wrong instead of looking to Jesus what is right. It's a very small adjustment, something that seems very ordinary, but it has an extraordinary effect in the spirit. When I read this, Job actually gives me hope. People read Job, or they don't want to read Job because what he went through. But Job actually gives me hope to realize that Job almost missed it because of the things that was going on in his heart. Sometimes outwardly we can be perfect, but what's going on inwardly? Somebody can outwardly look like the perfect pastor, but are you such in heart? Somebody can look like the perfect husband or wife, but are you such in heart? Even Abraham, our father of faith. Ishmael was born not of faith, but yet when you read in Romans 4, who contrary to hope in hope believed and he became the father of many nations, who did not doubt or waver, he called those things that were not as if they were. But yet there's an Ishmael. What does it mean? It means God records that which is of faith. That which is not of faith, child of God, listen to me. God is not going to keep it against you. When you make a mistake, don't lose your song. Just turn to Jesus. Get your focus back on him and make right with him. Job was focused upon judgment and justice. But when he started praying for his friends, God restored back double to him. What we need is true joy. Turn to the person next to you and say, I need true joy. So I need true peace, true happiness. These things happening around us does not affect your future. Turn with me just one page back to Job 35. Job had many friends and counselors that came to him and gave him counsel. And look here, Job 35 verse 5. Eli, he said to him, Look to the heavens and see, and behold the clouds. They are higher than you. If you sin, what do you accomplish against him? Or if your transgressions are multiplied, what do you do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give him? Or what does he receive from your hand? Your wickedness affects a man such as you, and your righteousness a son of man. Because of the multitude of oppressions, they cry out. They cry out for hell because the arm of the Almighty. But no one says, where is God my maker? 
who gives songs in the night. You don't have to lose your song when you mess up. Listen to me. Elihi is saying to Job, he says, look up to the heavens. Can you see how high the heavens are? When you sin, you do not affect God. A matter of fact, this is old covenant. In the new covenant, we know that Jesus Christ has died for all your sins. He's removed all our sins. People don't go to hell because of sin. People go to hell because they don't acknowledge what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He says, look up to the heavens and see how high it is. Your sins does not affect God. Even if your transgressions were to be multiplied, it will not affect Him. God does not look at your past to determine your future. Turn to the person next to you and say, God does not look at your past to determine your future. Family, listen to me. Jesus died on the cross unjustly for your sins and my sins so that you can have peace and I can have peace, so that you can have joy and I can have joy. You see, when you are righteous, when you do things that are right, what do you give God? There's nothing. The righteousness that we have come from God. So even when you are righteous, will you be able to give God righteousness? No. That righteousness comes from God. As a believer, when you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you can have His peace on the inside of you. As a believer, you can claim that joy. You can claim that peace. True joy, true happiness. No wonder Jesus said, I leave my peace with you. Not as the world my peace, so that your heart should not be troubled. Even when we are facing difficulties, facing COVID-19, you can have peace on the inside. A love, joy, peace that comes from God because He has paid the price in full. I'm not talking about self-righteousness. I'm talking about righteousness that comes from God. Remember, the Bible says that our righteousness are like filthy rags. Like filthy rags. We need God's righteousness. Turn to the person next to you and say, God has made you righteous. So what happens? You come to church. Did you enjoy the worship this morning? Did you experience heaven's atmosphere? That's what God wants you to experience every day. So when you come to church, you're in God's presence, you experience the Holy Spirit, you hear the message, I have to forgive, you forgive this brother, this care that you have, you give it to God, this concern that you have, you say, Jesus, help me, and you have God's peace on the inside. But as soon as you get in your car and you get home, as you get home, you start picking up all those things again, placing it upon yourself, and you start worrying about those things. Family, listen to me. It's these situations that are the weights that's pulling you down, that's stealing the song in your heart. Jesus places a song in our hearts. Don't lose your song. Many times you will start comparing yourself to others. These things steal your song. 
Maybe you sit here this morning, you've graduated, you have your degree, but others that graduated years after you, they have a job right now that you maybe want, and you start comparing yourself, start wondering, start thinking. Maybe you were the one who helped somebody to get their education, and now they hold the manager's position while you don't have it. You start comparing yourself. Troubles in your heart. Maybe you were the one who invited somebody to the prayer line. They came for prayer only once, never came back to church. Now they've received their breakthrough. They are married, they've started their business. And you've come how many times? And you say, say Lord, when is it going to happen to me? And something is stealing your song. These things are disturbing your heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't let anything disturb your heart. Tell them again, say, don't let anything disturb your heart. It's the mistake that we make, comparing ourselves to others, and it robs us of our song, and you lose your song. Listen to me. Don't look at somebody and compare yourself to them and think, oh, well, they, 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 somebody. What about me? What you need to do right now is to hear what God is saying about you. Knowing what God has planned for you and focusing upon that. Family, listen to me. In whatever you are facing right now, if you compare yourself to somebody else, you might miss what God has planned for you. God has, might have planned something greater for you, but now you're comparing yourself to the person next to you. Wait. God will see you through. In this time, Job endured. He didn't give up. He was holding on to his confession. There was a time when he started judging in his heart, Lord, why this person? I'm praying more than them. I'm offering more than them. I'm serving more than them. But why are they not going through what I'm going through? Or why am I going through what I'm going through? It was when he started praying for his friends that God changed everything. The truth is, Jesus right now is interceding for you. Hebrews 7 verse 25. Therefore, he is also able to save the uttermost, those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. If you heard Jesus praying for you right now, would that change the song in your heart? The truth is Jesus is right now praying for you. The thing that steals our song more than anything, you're living in the past. You're living in the past. Turn to the person next to you and say, your past is over. Family, when you live in the past, it will affect your present and it will affect your future. The things that hurt you in the past that you are focusing upon, that you are looking upon, the very things that is keeping you back, that you cannot step out in confidence. But as you place your focus upon the Lord Jesus Christ, everything will change. Turn to the person next to you and say, your past is over. 
Tell them again, say your past is over. Whatever happened, whatever happened, it's over. Let me tell you something. Everybody's got a sad song. Everybody's got a sad song. And there's people out there whose song is much sadder than yours. There are people out there that would right now jump in your shoes and say, let's change places. But it doesn't matter what you've gone through is where God is taking you. Jesus said, come to me. If it feels too much, if it's too heavy, come to me. I will give you rest. That's what you need. I will give you rest. Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. A mansion for you. What does it mean? It means he's talking about your future. He's showing you where you are going. Start to think about the good future that God has got for you. Start focusing upon those things. What is that very thing that has been stealing your song? You know, sometimes your heart can be heavy and you don't know why it's heavy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes something can make your heart heavy and you don't know what it is. What's making my heart heavy? If you ask God in humility and sincerity of heart, He will show you. And it's sometimes something very small. When we just lose our focus, it's the deceitfulness of riches, the cares of this world that we focus upon that starts choking the Word of God out of our hearts. Family, listen to me. You are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. You are made in God's image and likeness. Not one of His creations are like you. No animal, no beast, no bird, no nothing in the sea. You are made in God's image and likeness. You are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Turn one page back in Job to Job 33 verse 26. You shall pray to God and He will delight in Him. He shall see His face with joy for He restores to man His righteousness. Do you know what that means? He restores to man His righteousness. It means man can now receive the Holy Spirit. Man can now receive the Holy Spirit. If you just go to verse 4, verse four 33 verse 4, the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Do you know what that means? It means you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. God gives his righteousness unto man so that you can receive the Holy Spirit. Family, listen to me. The Spirit that God gives man is without measure. It means what God wants to do in you and through you, with you, where He's placed you right now, has got no limit. It's unlimited because He gives the Holy Spirit without measure. So when you do everything to protect that gift, the righteous breastplate, protecting your heart, that the Holy Spirit will always feel welcome and not be grieved. Whatever you are busy with right now has become limitless. 
because he gives the Holy Spirit without limit. Turn to the person next to you, say, you haven't seen anything yet. Tell them again, say, you haven't seen anything yet. Can you see the importance of praying the prayer, Holy Spirit, take more of me and give me more of you? Holy Spirit, give me more of you, take more of me. When we start to enter into this and God reveals to you that His Holy Spirit is upon you, the potential that you have where God has placed you has become limitless. That's the grace of God working in you and through you. Your potential that you have cannot be measured. Turn to the person next to you say the best is yet to come. Sometimes you will look at a man or a woman of God and they've gone beyond whatever you can imagine. Have you looked at somebody and you think, how is it possible that they could have done this, that this could have happened? That is the working of the Holy Spirit in that person and through that person. Family, we're going to go out next year and do things for God that you've never seen that people will have to say, this can only be God. You have to believe, number one, that you are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. Stop comparing yourself to others. Now that you know that God has prepared you as a vessel of honor, a vessel of glory, step into that which God has got for you. The secret in this, when God has empowered you, is to walk in sync with God, to know that God's time is the best so that God can take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Oftentimes, when God has empowered us, when God has strengthened us, we want to jump the gun. When God has strengthened your ankles like that of a deer, He wants to lead you up your high hill. Because sometimes when God has strengthened us and we just start running, we can run up the wrong hill. And at the end of our lives, we look and we say, Oh my word, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Walk in God's timing. John 7, John 7 verse 6, I'm reading from the Amplified. Whereupon Jesus said to them, My time, my opportunity has not yet come. But any time is suitable for you and your opportunity is ready. Any time is always there. The world cannot be expected to hate you, but it does hate me because I denounce it for its wicked works and reveal that its doings are evil. Go to the feast yourself. I'm not yet going up to the festival because my time is not ripe. My term is not yet completed. It is not time for me to go. I want to encourage you. Many people have lost their song because they've jumped the gun. Many people have lost their song because they jumped the gun. I remember when I just got married to my wife, She's a pastor's daughter. Her father had passed away, and another pastor took over the church, and she moved up to Pretoria. We got married. I thought, well, I knew God had placed a calling upon my life, and I thought, well, Lord, we're going to become pastors now. Where do you want us to be pastors? Where shall we go? And the Lord said, nowhere. I want you to wait 10 years. Nobody says amen now. <laughs> 
I said, 10 years. I said, she's a worship leader. I know you've called me to be a pastor. We can just do it. The Lord said, I want you to wait 10 years. If you do it before 10 years, it can be detrimental. Sometimes we want to jump the gun. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't jump the gun. Tell them again, say, don't jump the gun. You see your pastor preach, and you say, I can preach. You see your pastor pray, you say, I can pray. See your pastor take up an offering, you take up an offering. Then you almost want to start to boast and say, I can do everything that my pastor can do. This is why you see so many churches multiplying, people starting churches. Listen here what the Bible says. John 3, verse 34. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. There's a time for everything. The Bible teaches us the sons of Issachar that understanding of times and seasons. It's not about just doing something. It's doing it in God's time and season. Jesus had the Spirit without measure upon him. But he said, I do nothing unless I see my Father doing it. He said to his brothers, yes, you say that I should start to prophesy, I should start to pray, I should just go out and do what you want me to do, but it's not my time. If you actually go study that, it talks about chronos time, the time that we are living in, the 24-hour day. He says, anytime you want to do anything, you can just go and do it. But my chronos time, my God-appointed time, I'm waiting for that. I want to encourage you. Walk in your God-appointed time. The Bible says opportunity and chance comes to everybody. But don't compare yourself to others. Family, listen to me. When you read the Scripture, you can clearly see God starts to use people in a way where there's no limitations on whatever they are doing. Whether you're an engineer, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a housewife looking after children. God will empower you there that there's, that there's something about you. People say, there's no limit to this person. What they are doing is extraordinary. When you see that happening, people will start calling you names. When they know your limit, they want to destroy you. But when they see that, they'll start calling you names. That's what they said about Jesus. The Spirit of God, go to verse 12. They said, this man, is he good? Some said he's good. Some said he's deceiving the people. When people start saying that about us, don't let it affect your heart. Don't let it steal your song because you know your position before God. Don't jump the gun. Let it be a season that we will walk with God. Sometimes we receive a word and we just want to run. Even Joseph, when he received his word, God was showing him something about the future, but he had to go through a time and a season of preparation. When you are going through that preparation, enjoy the season. It's about the process. God preparing you so that you can be ready. The most difficult thing for people is to just wait. Sometimes we're itching to get into action. Let me see your hand if I'm talking to the right people. We live in an instant generation. We live in an instant generation. It's the most difficult thing in the world. I remember when my mother had to warm a plate of food for me in the oven, and it could take up to 20 minutes or 25 minutes. You say, let me just eat it cold. Today, if the microwave does not warm your food within 1.5 minutes or one and a half minutes, 
you're upset, there's something, mom, there's something wrong with the microwave. Am I talking to the right people here? We get a word and we want to run immediately, but every person had to go through a time of preparation. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2, in conclusion, I'm going to end with this. If you don't want to lose your song, don't be in a hurry. It's through faith and patience they inherited the promise. What is the thing that's stealing your song? 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2. For he says, at an acceptable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Family, Christ has died for us. It is time to act faith. Your day of salvation has come. You have been clothed with God's glory. God's righteousness has been given to you. That righteousness means that you are ready to receive the Holy Spirit without measure, working in you and through you. Don't limit yourself, but go and look and see what God is doing in you and through you. Amen? Number two, turn to the person next to you. Say, your past is over. Don't take any more journeys back to yesterday. Your past mistakes are the very things that have stolen your song. Looking at past mistakes. Turn to the person next to you. Tell them again. Say, your past is over. Don't, because of your past, lose your song. Your mistakes cannot affect God. Elihi said to Job, look up to the heavens. When you look up to the heavens, that's how far God is. God is actually, that's the first heaven. There's a second and a third heaven. That's where God is. God is higher above all these things. God does not look at your past to determine your good future. So stop taking journeys into yesterday. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says, don't remember the former things and don't consider the things of old. Your past is over. Don't focus upon those things anymore. I want you to start to think about things from above. Start to meditate upon what God has said to you, the promises that He has given you, the song that He dropped in your heart. Every morning, this is my prayer for household of Christ. Lord, take more of us and give us more of you. Let your people wake up in the morning with a song from you, O Lord, rejoicing praising Him, a song of joy because God has placed His peace on the inside of you so that you can experience that life in abundance, not only here in church on a Sunday, but when you go home, that peace to be with you. You have to protect that with everything on the inside of you. I'm closing. Isaiah 43 verse 18, don't remember the former things, and don't consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. It will spring forth now. Don't you know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Family, it doesn't matter what it is. Jesus said, I'm not going to remember your mistakes anymore. The things that have made your heart heavy, that have stolen your song, in Hebrews, he says, I will show mercy to whom I want to show mercy. I will not remember their sins, their iniquities, their wrongdoings anymore. If God is not thinking about those things, why are you thinking about those things? Start thinking about the things that God has saved you 
into, the good things that He has planned for you. And as you start thinking upon those good things, there will be a song that will rise up on the inside of your heart. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.